All right, welcome back to another episode of Keeping It Real. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Lundy, and the man next to me is... What's up? It's your boy, Kevin Moore. Kevin, man, what's going on, big dog? How you been? Hey, man, I'm, I'm blessed, man. Living, living good over here, man. How you been? I've been chilling, man. I've been good. Always good to be blessed, man. Another day alive. Yes, sir. Say, man, you, uh, you had a chance to see that <laughs> Malice in the Palace documentary on Netflix? Oh, absolutely. You know I had to watch that. Man man it's like it's, it seemed like something that like Pistons fans should take pride in but after watching that doc like seeing the other side of it that uh Jermaine O'Neal Steven Jackson and uh Ryan gave it's like man what really stood out to me was I didn't know that Jermaine O'Neal was like went to court to like get those games reduced because mm -hmm. uh his defense was you know like he was just out there defending his brothers his teammates uh, the fact that there were like no security or police in there to stop it and you got all of these fans taking the liberty of like all these drunk fans like taking the liberty of attacking the players and um just like that that perspective from there like the whole the media how they were attacking the league the nba and um how how jermaine believes is racially motivated which i'm on his side with that too because like the media was throwing around the word thug but uh, tell me what you think about it yeah, I'm kind of, kind of the same thoughts you had about it. Uh, I just, I just really thought it was just, I just thought it was crazy, like how it all escalated, and even how how they talked about how Ben Wallace went to the game, just losing a family member. So he he was already he already had a lot on his on his mind, and and um, even when uh when Stephen Jackson was talking about how Jamal Tinsley told Ron Artest, like, all right, you got your you got your power to give. Steve was like, "Why would you, why would you tell Ron Artest?" No man, that's <laughs> but, wild, man. I feel, and then just, that was a, yeah, that was another thing too. I feel Jamal should have caught way more heat. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's just like dog. You know how right. Ron is. Like, why would you do exactly, something like that? Exactly. Yeah. So those things I ha that led up to it, and then obviously, you know, when when the fan threw the drink on Artest, you got to think if if the fan never threw the drink, you know, none of this would ever happen. Like. No, none of them would have got suspended. Who knows what could have happened? Because Indiana had a they they had a really really good squad that that was a championship contending team, and you don't those those guys don't get suspended. Um, you know, who knows what could happen? But um, yeah, I, I really didn't like how the media portrayed them as thugs because they honestly they were they were defending each other. You know, you know Jack Jack he a ride or die. He gonna he gonna ride for his boys. You got Jermaine O'Neal too, same thing. So you know you got what thirteen players going up against thousands, thousands of fans with no, like you said, no police, no security, nothing. So I mean, what you expect them to do? They got to, they got to defend themselves. So uh, I really, I really didn't like how they were portrayed as thugs. And I think if it was, you know, if they weren't black, you know, it, I'm interested to see how the media would would have portrayed that that, you know, so. Um, but I, I think it was really good, and I'm glad that you know Jermaine O'Neal, you know Artest and Jackson, they 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 went on and talked about it because we definitely needed to see that perspective, um, and it really really gave me a sense that you know because like I'm I'm a Detroit fan till I die, but you know the fans were way out of line that night, so um, yeah that was, that was my take on it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They were, like, way out of line. I don't think something like Malice in the Palace that happened in today's NBA. But, wow. uh, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the NBA, they're, they're pretty good about, you know, cracking down on fans getting belligerent and stuff. Like, like they're quick to remove them 
securities, arena security is quick to remove them, and NBA is quick with the ban. So, um, but yeah, like we got a we got a cool episode lined up today. Summer league started like two weeks after the draft, so guys had to get selected by their team, hurry up and touch down, and then get right to work. So the first topic of today is probably the headline of the of the whole summer: Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. Cade Cunningham, of course, taken by the Detroit Pistons at number one. And Jalen Green taken by the Houston Rockets at two. Jalen thought that he should have been the first, but Cade, he was he was talking like since the lottery. Talking about some, yeah, I'm the number one. I'm the number one. I'm coming to Detroit. You saw him at the Tigers game taking pics with fans. They screaming his name and all of that. Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green, special players in their own right. Uh, Cade, you know, he's kind of like an all-around player coming from Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. He got the ball handle. He got play defense he's a better defender than I, who I thought he was uh like he's hustling on that end he can play make he can score get his own shot find stuff for other people um but Kevin I want to ask you like what are some expectations that you got for Cade for uh for this summer and even when the season starts uh some expectations for Cade uh man I, I expect him to, to be the leader that he is he already has shown us that he is the a proven leader uh, I love how he always talks on the court, you know, he, how he's always communicating with the players, with the coaches. Uh, that's something that he constantly does, and I really like that about him. And, um, I mean, I, going into the season, I just expect him to really help this offense uh, and, and be that, grow into that, grow into that leader who wants the ball in their hands, who wants to make that play, uh, who wants to put the teammates in a position to, to be successful and, and make plays as well, so those are the expectations uh, you know, I have for K. But I really, I really, I really like him already. Um, you know, I really like how how poised he is. Um, it feels like he already been in the league, honestly. The way the way he, he played. Now I know he sometimes he may take some bad shots, but at, at the end of the day, he is a rookie, so you know, he has a lot to learn. But you know, I'm, I'm confident that he will get better and better. As as the season goes on, and uh, hopefully he, as you know, throughout the years, you know, he can put Detroit in a, in a good position to to make the playoffs. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like uh, that was one of the things I noticed. Like you mentioned, was like the leadership. Like he he only nineteen, and like the way that he's talking, like about the role that he wants to assume. Uh, like he's been he's been talking about it since the lottery, pretty much. How he wants to come in and lead, carry the guys, and things like that. Uh, that the uh, headliner the headliner game was, of course, Detroit versus Houston. So uh, Jalen K, they went they went head to head. Jalen wanted to be number one. Uh, he wanted to come to Detroit too. He was on Instagram Live uh, playing I'm Rio. Playing at Detroit. Then, yeah, yeah. It's just like, all right, man, all right. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So he came he came into the game. Uh, he knowing Jalen knowing what it is. He wanted to, you know, like give his best because it's against Detroit because he thought that uh, Troy Weaver business should have taken him. So, uh, yeah, Jalen, he had, I mean, he had like 25 points, 20, something yep. like that. Kate, yeah, Cade had a kind of had like a over, overall all-around game. He scored. Uh, the assists weren't that high, but that wasn't his fault. Guys were selling them out, if you're being honest. Tyler Cook, I'm talking about you, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, he had – he had like four steals. I, I think he had like a block too. But yeah, I, I just I saw him like hustling on both ends. So uh, what, what do you think about like their matchup uh, so far? Yeah, I like. I'm. I'm. I think that the matchup was very, very, very good. I mean, obviously you have 
the top two picks, two two high level players, talented, um, who can score the ball as well. So that matchup was pretty exciting. I like how they were defending each other too. That was another another thing I like. So I just like that competitive aspect that the two have. And uh, even though you know the Rockets came out with the victory, uh, I still was you know impressed with with Cunningham's performance. Like you said, dudes was selling 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 them out on the Pistons. Um, but you know, Jalen Green, he 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 kind of took over more during the second half. I feel like for the Rockets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then. I mean, the Rockets, you know, they got some dudes that can jump, too. Like, Ian Martin Jr., uh, boy, got bunnies just like his pops. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, Josh, Josh Christopher. Christopher. Yeah. He got bunnies, too. Um, so, the Rockets, they got some young young guns over there. So, but I, with the matchup, like I said, between Cade and uh, Jalen, you know, I'm I'm definitely excited to see the matchup in, in, in the future, especially, you know, if they get the chance in the regular season. Uh, to go at each other, that's going to be exciting. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I think it's the it's the start of a rivalry because uh, like these because Jalen he's he's better than I thought. He's very good. He can score. Yeah, he is, he is. <laughs> like sure. yeah, he can he can score. Um, but yeah, Kate and Jalen they are like two different kind of players, which is which is fine because uh, like I think the Pistons need need more of like an all around talent than. Um, than somebody like Jalen, I think I think it's like they're very good fits for where they've been taken. Uh, like Houston kind of needs that mm-hmm. needs that scoring punch, and like Detroit still kind of needs like you know like an all around talent. Uh, and I think K brings that for Detroit, and Jalen is for sure going to bring that for Houston as we've seen already. All right, so we're moving on to the next topic, more of a general topic about the Detroit Pistons summer league team. Uh, our thoughts on the team so far. What I I like, uh, Sadiq Bay, like he's his game has grown like so much uh, from when he got drafted. Before he was just like a spot up shooter. They threw it to him in the corner, uh, and then he would just like let it fly. But then as the season went on, you saw him like start to play make a little bit more. You saw him like trying to take guys off the dribble, trying to make that extra pass and all of that. But what I what I've seen like in these first two games in the summer, uh, like he's he's like backing dudes down in the post using his size and his strength. He got a little one leg fade away. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, where did this come from? I know he um, he was with the team. He was he's with a select team in Tokyo, yeah, yep. and he also played an exhibition game when uh, Bill Levine and the and the roster the roster wasn't complete yet, but they had Bay there. Uh, so that's that's one thing that's that I like that I like to see. That's good. Um, another one is Killian Killian Hayes. He the point guard from France that they took. Uh, he was out majority of the season last of last season. He had the hip injury. Uh, he got he's got to work on his shooting, but that that can come with time. He's got like a good form, but it's just his base that looks kind of wonky to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the passing is there, the passing's been there in the defense too. Like how he fights over the pick and rolls, like he does a die on screens. Uh, he he actually had Jalen in the blender for a minute. If we being yeah. real, <laughs> um, yeah, there was a few times like he, like his on ball defense is good. Like his hands are quick. Like uh, he be fighting, it's just we just gotta bring that jump shot along, and then he'll become a complete point guard. And also, he'll fit uh, he'll fit better next to Cade as well. So whoever's playing off the ball, whether it's Cade or Killian, it'll be better. Like once he brings his jump shot along, but uh, also Luca Garza, my goodness, oh my goodness, I think look, I think he's gonna be the still of the draft. Uh, it's gonna be between him and David Mitchell. 
yeah, in my opinion. Too. But uh, yeah, Luca coming from Iowa, like he scored all the points. If you a Michigan fan, you a Big Ten fan, you saw him wreaking havoc through the conference. Uh, like he's he's lost some weight. He's moving around uh, a lot faster. He said that he wants to you know like get faster so he can adjust to the NBA game. But like the scoring is there. Like we've seen jump shots, the spacing. Uh, he actually made it better for Cade, like when he subbed in for Tyler Cook. And and that's when the Pistons, like, were making their comeback is when Luka Garza was on the floor. Uh, coincidence? I think not. Luka a baller. That's the next Jokic right there. No pressure. <laughs> but, um, but, like, yeah, th- those are a few of the things that stood out to me. What were some things that you noticed, Kev? Yeah. Um, obviously, Sadiq Bay. I mean, just after playing in his first year, he, he's definitely shown improvement. Uh, you know what? Uh, First team rookie, uh, rookie, um, so he 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 can play for sure, and he he's definitely letting the other players know in the rest of the summer league that you know that he he he's a baller, and he, he's not afraid of any competition or he's not backing down from anybody. So I really like, I I really like how Sadiq is playing right now. Uh, hope hope he can continue to play like that, um, and. Uh, obviously, K, you know, uh, number one pick for a reason. You know, he 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 has adjusted well already uh, in just the first few summer games. Uh, Killian Hayes, I'm, I, I mean, I like Killian, I really do. He just he just has to he just has to show me some more. He got he got okay. to step up some more. He got to step up some more. Uh, like you mentioned, his shot, you know, definitely has to get better with his shot. Uh, a really good defender, um, and. Um, good passer as well but i just think i just think he has to get more confident i don't i don't think his confidence is there all the way yet so i think you know the more games he plays i think the confidence is going to come but um yeah I, I really i really think he he just i don't know what it is it's just like he he has the potential for sure i just feel like i just feel like he he's just not showing that yet and you know how us pistons fans can get we we like we're not really patient like that you know, um, but I think I think he's going to be just, just fine, especially under Dwayne Casey, you know, a really good coach who can develop players. So I think Killian is going to be just fine. And then uh, Luca, yeah, like like you said, he's a, he's a certified bucket. He's a scorer. You know, he won the, the college player of the year for a reason. But, yeah, I'm excited to see you know, what he's going to do for the Pistons. Like, he, I, I think he, he was one of the steals of the draft for sure. Um, but yeah, overall, and I also like Saban Lee. Saban Lee is—he's been showing me some stuff for real. Like I like—I like how Lee's been playing um, during the summer league. So you know, he definitely can be a key key uh, player off the bench for Detroit. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited, you know, for this team um, going into the season. Uh, hopefully, we can make some noise, knock on that uh, playing game door. <laughs> I, I would like that for sure. Um, so we we just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And it's it's funny because um, like as I'm watching these these like games, even though they're losing, you know, like kind of individual performances or like how guys are gonna fit in when the actual season starts. So, uh, like, bro, I'm just I'm just excited in the mud. Just I'm looking at K- Killian, like, okay, like what is he added? I'm looking at Sadiq, like what is what's changed? Like what is he added? I know I said earlier that, and I was being I was joking when I say that Luca's like Luca Garza is the next. Uh, Nikola Jokic. Of course, I'm not. I'm not serious when I say that. But uh, but that also like begs the question: 
Like even even with the hype, uh, like around Cade and Jalen, it's just like wow, bro. We talking about a basketball game in August, and like we acting like the fate of the universe is on the line or something like that. But like I want to I want to ask like, are we putting too much stock into summer league games? I think I think some people definitely are. I think it's like half and half. You got you got your people who are like, ah, oh, Pistons about to suck this 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 year off of one summer league game. I'm like, number one, it's a summer league, <laughs> like. <laughs> Chill, it's just the summer league. You got these rookies and these first, second, third year players and G League players and players from overseas playing. Like, it's the summer league. Y'all got to chill. Just chill. So, I don't think you got to take it too serious, but you obviously, you know, want the players to develop because, like, for the rookies who just got drafted, it's like their first taste of, you know, not really the NBA, but they're playing against players who played in the NBA. So, like their first taste though um but yeah i think i think it's just half and half like those that half who puts way too much stock in it you know i, I don't even pay no no attention to them honestly i just <laughs> ignore ignore them and just be like hey y'all can say what y'all are gonna say but at the end of the day it's just the summer league for real <laughs> yeah i feel it i feel it man i'm just like scrolling through social media and like the like the rhetoric around Kate and Jalen. I'm like, wait, is this the NBA finals or what? Like, <laughs> like, come on now. But no, I definitely feel it. I feel it. But all right, uh, moving on to the next topic. Other teams and standouts. Oh man. I was watching uh at Sacramento. I was I forgot who they were playing, but one one player that's uh that stands out to me is Davion Mitchell, the guard from Baylor. He would pound Jalen Suggs in the in the championship game, and then like he he just picking up right where he left off in the in the summer league. Man, he like he's he's got guys in prison like with the on ball <laughs> defense, uh, like like straight straight penitentiary. Man, like I'm watching, I'm like wow, like bro, no, like who who really coming into the league like playing defense like that and loving it too. He looks like uh, Drew Holiday, man, and and like he's translating his defense into offense. Uh, like getting steals, getting his like deflecting passes, stuff like that, just like making it hard for people. Another player that stood out to me is Kai Jones of Charlotte. Like you, you might have seen his highlight reel dunks, like he's flying through the air on top of people's heads and stuff like that. They actually got a nice team forming over there too. Bunch of high flyers uh, and scorers too with LaMelo, James Boognight, uh Miles Bridges once the season starts. Kai Jones, I'm sure he'll find his way in the rotation based off his summer performance. But uh, those are th- those are two that has that stood out to me. What about you? Yeah, you know, I, I was I was gonna say Davion too. Like buddy over there, man. He just he just on ten. He come out yeah. on ten. <laughs> <laughs> right from the start. Like, uh, forget no, forget zero to a hundred. He start at a hundred. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, he he just balling over there in Sacramento, and it's gonna be nice too because you got um, you got the Aaron Fox over there too, and you put. Davion up in that rotation, they Sacramento gonna be gonna try to make some moves, uh, make some noise in the West. Um, and then another player, Trey Jones from San Antonio, mm. uh, he he's been balling too. Uh, he's been like putting numbers up for sure. Um, and I know he's he he's been in the league a few years, but he's been dealing with injuries too. But uh, healthy Trey Jones uh, is gonna be gonna be scary. So uh, those those are two who. Have stood out for me. Oh, also, um, my man's from Atlanta. What's the uh, point guard name? Um, oh, Sharif Cooper. 
yeah, yeah, Atlanta. Cooper, yeah. He, he, he's been doing a little something too, so I think that's a real good spot for him playing behind um, Trey Young over there. So I think that's gonna be a real, real. He he has a real good mentor over there. I think I think Sharif is gonna be gonna be nice in the league too. Yeah, Sharif even hit a he even hit a game winner. I saw. But um, but yeah, like Atlanta, they got a they got a lot of good young pieces coming off the Eastern Conference Finals appearance. Uh, some people think it's flu. I don't think so. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I feel like they're gonna be right back because like that's oh, that's that's almost a complete team. But yeah. uh, but no, that's that is a really good team. All right, uh, man. What about uh, our guy? First first guest on keeping it real, Justin Turner. What, what you heard? Oh yeah, from my, my God, JT. Yeah, so I talked to him like a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, he congrat. I congratulated him. You know, he got signed by the San Antonio Spurs for the summer league. Uh, so he's been playing with them. You know, I told him, congrats, man. Keep up the work. And he was like, he was like, man, I'm on it, man. I got to keep grinding to get to where I want to be. So his first game you know, in summer league, in his debut, he he led the team in scoring with 13 points. Um, so he, he, he went out there and, did what he had to do um i think his minutes has have been like he hasn't been seeing that many minutes uh lately i know it's only been like three games but uh you know with trey jones coming back um i think his, his minutes has been limited um but you know he, he's out he's, he's grinding he's trying to make it he's trying to make the spot like everybody else but um you know he's he's a hard worker uh he when i, I was watching like a few highlights of him, he honestly looks pretty comfortable out there, you know, uh, playing against you know, for, uh, other professionals, players who were in the league in the G League. Uh, so he he's he's looking comfortable out there, which is a good sign. Um, and then you know he with with the Spurs, that's a good system, a good organization. So I know they'll develop him the right way and everything. So hopefully you know, he can. Now if he doesn't make the 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 team, he he'll make the G the D team G League team. Um, and you know, work his way up from there. All right, no doubt, no doubt. He's the very first guest on Keeping It Real, so that's dope. Uh, from shout Renaissance, out, shout out to JT, yes, sir. Yeah, man, shout out Justin from Renaissance to Bowling Green State University, breaking records there to to the San Antonio Spurs summer league team. Yeah, that's that's dope. All right, so, um, thoughts on free agency and trades? We got we got some teams they trying to make moves. Trying to get to that elusive Larry O'Brien trophy. Uh, one, probably the headline of the summer is probably the Lakers. Man, it's like they're opening a, a retirement home over. It's going on, bro. They got they got uh, Westbrook. Then they signed uh, Ariza. I mean, I thought he retired. I'm like, man, what? Then they got Ariza, uh, Malik Monk from Charlotte, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, they got a whole yeah, new team. Yeah, yeah, they got a complete. They sent they sent my boy uh, KCP. I guess they got sick of him. Former Detroit Pistons, they they sent him. Uh, we sent him the. Oh, yeah, they, they sent him with Kuzma to uh, Washington. Yeah, well, man, they, and Caruso, he signed four years, thirty six mil, with Chicago. He over there with Lonzo. Uh, yeah, and oh yeah, then even Chicago, they 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 did a signing trade with uh, with San Antonio to get Demar Derozan. Yeah, uh, Lonzo there. So is Lonzo. Uh, De- DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. They got a little mm-hmm. three-headed monster over there. You got Miami. Yeah, Lowry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got him teaming up with them. There's been a lot of moves being made, man, but the Lakers, like, 
Like, what, what, what else do you need? Like, <laughs> like Brian, what, what else you need, my guy? You know, I know, I know you wanted your boy Nella to come over, try to get a ring. You got Westbrook with you too. I just feel like I don't. Even, I honestly don't even know why they got like Monk and, <laughs> and uh, those other players. Like, like you just. I don't. I don't get it at this point now. Like, I'm like, and then you got the White Howard coming back too. Like, yeah. Like, what's up? What, what y'all trying to do? Like, if they if they don't win a championship, like it's it's gonna look terrible on on the team. Like oh, the whole organization is gonna be bad. They they not gonna stop talking about that. Man, it's it's, it's giving me uh 0-4 Lakers vibes, man. When they <laughs> when they got Carl Malone, Gary Payton. Yeah. Oh man, it's getting, <laughs> I'm 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 feeling that that energy from them. <laughs> or like when Nash uh or Nash went and Howard when they got to the Lakers. Oh, yeah. That's what that's that's the energy I'm feeling. I I don't know because uh, the West. West is reloading. They right. got um, Jamal Murray in Denver. They're coming back. Plus the development where you got Jokic, Star Wars already. And then you had the development of uh, Michael Porter Jr. The Warriors are reloading. Like they didn't put their uh, mid, mid-2010s mid team back together. Equal Dollar resigned. Uh, so it's like it's Steph, Clay, Draymond, Equal Dollar, plus Wiseman. Mm-hmm. And the two rookies they drafted. Right, now you got uh... – then you got Wiggins too up up in there. Yeah, Wiggins too. Which man, I thought I thought he was on his way like to to minimum contracts and fringe NBA player, but like he done reinvented himself. He been balling for them. And you got yeah. Phoenix, uh, Chris Paul's coming back. That's a really solid team. But um, but yeah, the Lakers they went and got Westbrook. I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I I just have to see because like all them guys got to be in a rotation because like I'm not expecting Ariza to be playing big like Ariza Howard and them like playing big minutes right, like deep into the season, especially when the playoffs start when the rotation shrink. But um, but yeah, it was it, it was interesting. I really like I think Chicago, they probably made my favorite moves. I don't know. I guess I'm just a really big fan of Lonzo Ball. He fixed his jump shot, man. He he became an above average three point shooter. Uh, the passing and the defense was already there, which, uh, side note, I think that Lonzo Ball is the blueprint for Killian Hayes, but that that can be like a whole nother keeping it real episode. <laughs> but but like yeah, like if Lonzo was able to like fix his jumper because the passing and defense been there since day one. Like DeRozan and Levine, you you got two scorers, Vucevic is there. I th- I think they got a solid team. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I think they, they definitely definitely became a a playoff contending team. You know, from the moves they made in the East. So yeah, I think that was that was. I honestly, I think one of my favorites was actually Washington. Uh, how they got Harold, Coos, KCP, and you got Beal over there too. So and Spencer Dinwiddie and and Dinwiddie too. So yeah. Dinwiddie and Beal, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough right there. I see, I see like both of them averaging thirty. Um, well, not averaging 30, but scoring 30, 30 games, like scoring 25 plus a game. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a nice, nice little squad over there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Getting Bill some help. All right. So the next next section, we got the quick hitters around the sports world. Man, we had had a bunch of stuff going on. Um, probably probably some of the coolest stuff I've seen over this week was probably like the Field of Dreams game. Oh, yeah. Uh, between the Yankees and the 
and the Chicago uh, White Sox, based off of that movie Field of Dreams that came out in what like '89 with Kevin uh, Costner. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I've never seen the film myself. I just know it's a baseball movie, <laughs> and that a baseball diamond was built uh, on a farm or in a cornfield. It's like so the aesthetic is cool. Yeah. Uh, they had them. They had the players like walk through the cornfield uh, onto the diamond. Uh, which was cool. Like the way Fox did that broadcast was pretty nice. It was pretty crisp. Uh, but like, it was it was a really good game. Like all the way all the way down to the end. From uh, they were, like they were going back and forth scoring. Uh, Judge hit a home run, and Stanton hit a home run to take mm -hmm. the lead. Yeah. Then uh, for the for the White Sox, Tim Anderson, man, he just that boy T A. Yeah, he had a moonshot, and he knew it too. You can hear it like on the broadcast. You can hear the crack. And I said, like, "Oh yeah, that's going." <laughs> and he was doing his uh, Vince Carter. It's over celebration. <laughs> so that, that was that was dope, man. He flipped his bat, took his path around the bases, man, and that was a walk off homer. So yeah, uh, yeah that, tell, tell me what you was, think about that, Kel. Yeah, it was it was it was it was definitely exciting. You know the 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 brothers the brothers definitely showed up in that game. The MLB MLB bros showed up for sure in that that contest. You know I, I loved it. I loved that the whole concept the whole idea especially with kevin costner being out there um and just taking it all in you know because you got to think he, he was like the, the star actor in that in that whole movie and to bring that to to life and have him be there out on the field just walking it and looking into the stands you could just see on his face he was just mesmerized um and then like and then you you cap it off with a really good game so you can't ask Ask for much better than that. So, but yeah, definitely my boy Ta hitting that walk off. That was big. You know, I just, I just really love. I know we talked about him uh, in, in prior episodes, just about how he brings that that competitive nature to the game, and how he just he just has fun out there. You know, just when he hit that home run and seeing him had that adrenaline adrenaline running around the bases, uh, and him being so hyped up. You know, you just gotta love it. You you can't you can't you can't hate his game because he just brings brings that that finesse and swag that the game needs. So, you know, I, I definitely enjoyed, you know, watching that game from start to finish. Yeah, no doubt, man. Like the swagger he brings, the excitement, the, the sport desperately needs that. So I'm glad we uh it's it's feel the players around the league like Tatis, uh Manny Machado, but yeah, like a bunch of like a bunch of players that's just like, you know, like kinda having fun, just making cool plays and letting everybody know about it so like that's that's really cool to see um but it's it's funny because like as i'm watching the field of dreams diamond i was like yes yeah, a cool aesthetic and all but like i think they should do this with like other baseball films like let's let's get a sandlot game going or something <laughs> like you can even get a dog uh chain them to the fence put them in the outfield or whatnot and like yeah just like kind of recreate that aesthetic but but yeah all in all like that was that was actually really cool like seeing that uh field of dreams game all right, the next topic, Simone Biles returned to win bronze in the women's balance beam. Uh, we talked about it in, her, in our Olympic special. She she took a step away from uh, performing in the Olympics to, you know, like kind of take care of herself, take care of her mental. It's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of pressure. Uh, Simone dealing, you know, like she's at this point, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing like that she can do that can kind of take away you know, like her legacy from the sport, like she's pretty much goaded in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, whether she won a medal or not in Tokyo, I don't think that would have changed. 
top of that, dealing with the pressure that's Larry Nash and, and his atrocities uh, for the team USA Women's Gymnastics. Uh, like on top of that, she also revealed that a, that a family member of hers passed, her aunt passed unexpectedly, and you know, like it just it just became a lot for her. She admitted it, then you know, took a step away to heal herself, but she uh, recovered enough to return to the women's balance beam. And then she won a bronze medal when she was just as ecstatic as she was for any other medal, which I thought was cool. Uh, you know, like having her having that big grin on her face at the podium, holding the medal up, which was cool because, you know, like she she actually had to fight to to get back to that point. And I just really appreciate seeing that. That was really cool to see. Yeah, no, that definitely was a good good thing to see, you know, especially her winning a medal um, at that, especially given everything she's been through. But it just, you know, I just think people don't really understand how tough it is to be an Olympic athlete and compete at that level. And the amount of success that Simone has had just goes to show you how, like you said, how goaded she is. And and the fact that she does this and and deals with what she goes through off off outside of the sport, you know, just tells you how, how strong she is she is as a woman and you know and just the fact that you know she was able to go back out there and get that bronze medal just you know speaks volume to her whole career because she can honestly just walk away from gymnastics right now and she'll still be the greatest all time uh, i guess it's cool to see but i guess she really didn't i don't think anything that she can do like can take away from that but, but yeah, it was it was really good to see her uh perform whether that's her last time or not it was really cool to see all right, the final one, early pick for the NBA Finals is pretty much an overreaction to the NBA offseason and what we've seen so far. So uh, I go for it. I think, man, I honestly think that uh, I, th- I think that the Bucks are going to repeat. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I think the Bucks are going to repeat because as as I look around, um, I, I actually don't think the Lakers going to make it out the West. I don't think the Lakers will go make it out the West. I think they'll end up playing Golden State, not Phoenix again or Denver. The Nets, I still don't believe in them. Uh, I'm sorry, I just I just don't believe in them three making it to the finals. But I think either Denver, Golden State, and Milwaukee in the finals. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I th- and, and the Bucks take it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go a different direction. You know, I think I think Brooklyn gonna go. So they got healthy Brooklyn. They can, like, honestly, a healthy Brooklyn. Like, who can beat them for real? I just don't. I just don't see. I just don't see nobody beating a healthy Brooklyn. So I think they're gonna go out the East. Um, in the West, honestly, it's a toss up for me. But I don't think the Lakers are going either. So uh, if I had to pick like two teams that I think could make it out the West, <sighs> it's tough. I would. I can see Phoenix going back. I can see that, um, but I, I, I'm not 100%, 100% sold on that. Um, but I think I think Golden State can go um, as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a for sure team in the West, but I know. I know, I know. My pick in the East would be Brooklyn, and I have Brooklyn winning, winning it all. So. I feel it. I feel it. Some people think talent beat everything, but I think team. I think like team and continuity and fit 
matter too. But like, it's it's cool. It's cool. And then, hey, you might be right. Like, I could be completely wrong. Denver, uh, Golden State, or Milwaukee might not even make it to the finals, and I'm look like a complete idiot. But like, that's, <laughs> but yeah, that's a, it's, that's all part of the discourse. That's why it's fun. But um, but yeah, that's that's gonna be a wrap for this episode of keeping it real. Wanted to bring a summer league special, just you know, around what's going on, like these rookies. And all of that quick update on Justin Turner, first episode, first guest of Keeping It Real. But um, yeah, that's that's gonna be a wrap. You can catch this on YouTube, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.